This is a quick introduction. I'm Jeffrey and I play Kjorg. Shut up. <laughs> Shut up, Jeffrey. Shut up. Oh, that was quick. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Make Believe Heroes. Where we make believe stuff. An actual play, 5th edition Dungeons & Dragons adventure. Hurry up, Paul. This was supposed to be quick. I am your Dungeon Master. My name is Paul, and tonight I'm joined by five friends of mine. I already did my part. You did. Hey, I'm Felicia, and I play Mogert Stonefire. Hi, I'm Ezra, and I play Claren Dree. Zach Chris. I'm Sam, and I play Torgan. As you can tell, everyone's like, we're hurrying, because I told them we were going to do a quick intro, and now I'm going to quickly roll a giant blue D20. Oh my gosh, why did you roll it in my... I reached over and rolled it in Felicia's tray. That's a 19, tray, it? And it is a 19. <laughs> no, like, nice. I quit. That means all my roll is going to be crap. I quit. Let's you talk cursed about... cursed me. <laughs> Let's talk about what happened last time we on just Make did. Believe Heroes. Last time, the group finally finished the final stretch of the journey to the Eldrum. They searched his small cabin, eventually discovering a secret path beneath the hut. They followed it downward, eventually feather falling their way deep beneath the frozen lake into an icy cavern. Yolo yeet himself off a cliff. This strange, cold cavern took them to an enormous chamber with pristine paths of marble leading through a museum of ice sculptures, each depicting one of the legendary Drake and Kelly. Ooh. After a few close calls with Kjorg and his mace, they arrived at the center of the chamber where the Eldrum was found kneeling before a great throne. As they tried to appeal to the Eldrum, they soon discovered that something was off. He was taken to strange fits, talking to an unseen figure. It would seem that the many years of his life had turned him mad. Little did they know, the Eldrum was more than a servant of Kilmont. He was the unforgiving himself. The ancient dwarven figure transformed before their very eyes into a great white dragon. Sitting back regally, power and authority emanating off of him, he addressed the group as one. Now you will be judged. I am Kilmont, the unforgiving. I shall now hold the five of you at account for trespassing upon my sanctum. How do you answer? Everyone roll me. Wisdom save. 18. 18 for Mulgert. 19 for Chris. 16 okay. for Torgan. 17 for me. Uh, 7. Ah, Kjork. That's funny. Nobody has anything uh, advantage about for being frightened, do you? Well, the only one of you who is is Kjork, but it's, it's not frightful presence in the traditional sense where he wants you to run away. It is more of a severe intimidation. Like, you are intimidated, Kjork, by his very presence. And all of you can sense, like I said, you can sense the power and authority radiating off of him as he speaks. And he asks you a question. How do you answer? You're trespassers. How do you answer? We were sent here by the king, but not to hurt you or attack you. We're not your enemy. You hear like a low growl come out from his long neck. It would be ill-advised for you to mention this kingling again in my presence. 
yeah, yeah, we, we won't, we won't talk about that guy anymore, except that one of your servants said you were displeased with him, so we were trying to figure out if that was true or not, and bring you back to the, um... My servant. You have spoken with her. Yes. She looks like a weird bat. He looks at you, Claren, and you see his eyes glow white. You like breathe out, and this icy cold breath like comes out of your lungs. Claren Dream, son of a predator, prince of thieves. He starts sniffing the air. He kind of leans down close to you, and you hear this like growl. You have shed innocent blood. You have stolen from both the great and the small. Your shameless life haunts you still with good reason, for you are guilty. He's got a good sniffer. Oh, dang. Yet you hide behind the crimes of your father, the murder of your mother. Elf boy, the defeat of that villain will not absolve you of your own mistakes. <clears throat> I don't want to defeat him. You can't speak. Okay, you your didn't throat, tell me that. Your mouth, everything, your chest feels icy cold, and your head hurts. You die. Like somebody just raided your brain. You know what I'm saying? I'm scared. He leans back, again, looking at all of you. Does anybody say anything? <clears throat> uh, Master uh, Kumont, sir, uh, I am a mere guide. I am a, uh, a humble man. I... You are Torgan Strong Eyes. Yes, yes. And you I feel this cold breath in your chest. <laughs> comes out of your mouth. You see a glow in his eyes. Once a great warrior of the wilds, you have become domesticated, frustrated with the opportunity for valor and service to your king, though an honorless whelp he may be. If you will not awaken to heart and duty, dwarfling, your slothfulness will bring about a hedge of thorns. Can I speak? You can speak. Okay. Do I still feel it? Honestly, Claren, you're feeling pretty rough. I got full HP, bro. Uh, you might want to check here in a minute. Oof. What did I do? You're guilty. Of what? You shed innocent blood. What's this dude's name? And stole. Kilmot the Unforgiving. The Unforgiving. Interesting. All right, Torgan, you wanted to say something? Go ahead. Um, um, yes. I, uh, I mean no harm. I, uh, I can, I can just get on my way if that's all right with you. It's not. Oh. That's it. That's all I got. He turns to you, Chris. Keeps rocks and sucks. The one-handed. You feel a cold breath in your chest. Makes your teeth hurt a little bit. I don't like it. You seek vain prestige. Rude to many who show you kindness in an attempt to show yourself strong and impervious to hurt. He leans down, like way down where you're at, Chris, like inches from your face, and you feel like cold breath on your cheeks from his nostrils. Inside I see the truth. You are still young, only a boy who wishes to be a man. And a liar, a bearer of false witness. Of this you are guilty. Oh my gosh. He's like right up, like right in front of you. His head is the size of your entire body. Like he could eat you in one bite when he's saying this to you. He quickly like jerks his head to the side and is face to face with Mogert. 
He doesn't say anything. For a couple moments, he just looks right into your eyeballs. But you stand your ground. Yeah, she's just going to stand there. She doesn't really know the Dracon Kelly, really. But she knows that this is someone that is very divine. or. Uh, right, he's a big deal. Yeah. Worthy of respect. So she's just going to stand there. I don't know if she had her hammer in her hand, but it is not up at all. Like, Do, you, uh, do you, like, meet his gaze? Yeah. Dwarf child. And you feel that cold breath. See that glowing white eyes. Your aspirations for honor lead your mother to mourning. Oof. Your father to falter. Your cries of disregard, disobedience, directionless you came to Dimmerhold in search of glory. And he like gets even closer, like literally, if you were to move, you'd be touching his nose with your face. One who abandons their posts and disregards their orders is one devoid of honor. This man is brutal. He leans back and he like sits back on his haunches. Half orc. Orphan, where should I begin? Kjorg, you feel cold breath up in your lungs. It hurts. Burns. A champion you claim to be, but whom have you bested? Even your greatest victory was half won, for that snake still had the spirit to impose his blood upon the altar. And who else have you bested? He stands up, he starts like walking side to side a little bit, kind of circling around you. A champion, chosen by the sun god, but for what? He quickly like darts towards you and in one swift move pushes you onto the ground, has his claw on your chest. And now you feel properly afraid, York. I sense weakness in you even now. And he sniffs around your face. Your devilish friend failed his task. What makes you think you shall fare better? The people's champion. <laughs> Thief warlock. Murderer. Braggart. Does Kork say anything? Does he do anything? No, he's scared, bro. So after he says that, and he's still got his claw on your chest, you see him stop, and he kind of lifts his head, and he turns it to the side, and he's kind of muttering under his breath and saying, so it's under his breath. Like, you can't hear what he's saying, and you hear him growling. No. And then you hear him muttering under his breath, and he, like, jerks his head to the side, and he, he takes his claw off of you and steps back, kind of like, not stumbling, but not nearly as controlled and regal as he was. No. No. And then he kind of strains, and he stretches his neck out, and splitting off from his neck grows a second head. Oh hmm. my gosh. What? Nice. what? No. And Very nice. there's another head, same size, looks practically the exact same, except this one doesn't look nearly as, I don't know, intense or angry or intimidating. You know what I mean? Is this Kilmont the Forgiven? Slightly, slightly more friendly, I'd say. Slightly more kind, you know what I'm saying? Kinder. Mm. And it kind of shakes his head and says, I don't think that's exactly fair. Yes, there is fear in this one, he says, looking at Cure. Doubt in this one, Hila says, looking at Mogert. Sluggishness, slothness even, in this one, he says, looking at Torgan. A dark past at Claren. A need to prove himself, he says, looking at Chris. But I see more than that. I see in all of them valor, 
bravery, love, loyalty, devotion, hope. Let's hear them out. The heads kind of turn and look at each other and then look out at you. And Kilmont says, All right, this is your chance. I am a fair judge. You're correct. So tell me, why have you come? And why should I let you leave here? And then the other one speaks up. Oh, maybe you should take a moment amongst yourselves. Consider your answer. He may not let you give two. <clears throat> do we need a do we need a huddle? Are we are we huddling? Consult the defense. Champion team, huddle up. You're huddling. He pulls out a giant ice gavel. He sits it out in front of himself. Oh, I'm just kidding. Jork stands up. It says, Champion team, huddle up. So we get together. Well, who has the highest charisma bonus? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's Claren. Oh, no. So are we going to let one of the couple here with brain talk, or are we going to let Kjord lead the... <laughs> Here's the thing. We need to just tell him the truth. There's no reason to lie. He probably already knows. I mean, I, I haven't, we haven't lied yet, have we? <laughs> we couldn't talk. Was ice I'm not saying chest. we should lie. I'm just saying we need to just tell him what happened. Didn't we already try that? Yeah, but I, I think he was a little more angry at the time. Maybe Torgan should say why we're here. He is our guide. Maybe. Why? Why me? Yeah, but he's also the only one that serves the king who he doesn't really seem to care for. Well, I could tell him about our quest to defeat the Unchained. I don't know what that is. Yeah, don't you remember when I said that which was chained will be unleashed? When I said that which was chained shall be unleashed. Do you mean to say what? was what? chained will be unleashed. <laughs> what was chained will be unleashed. Are you kidding right now? <laughs> Are you doing that? Are we going to start chanting it? If we get the crooked father yes. on our we'll side. Say it with me now. What was chained will be unleashed. What was what chained was will chained. be unleashed. No, no. Jorg, you, um, you sense dimming of the lights. It's light in here. There's light shining down through the frozen lake above you but you sense like a dimming of it and it's almost like the shadows close in around you and you hear Kilmont shift and you look and he is standing at attention both of his heads pointed straight up oh boy they turn down towards you towards me toward I mean you're all in a huddle mm-hmm. simultaneously you hear both heads what did you just do you see Kilmont what we are here for in reality is to bring you back to the gauntlet in hopes that you could sort out whatever it is you have against this kingling. But more importantly, I am the people's champion, and more importantly than that, I am Paylor's champion. And there are those which seek to unleash what was chained. They call themselves the Unchained, and supposedly they have some sort of agenda that is going to be going on at the Gauntlet. And that's why I am here. And although I am fearful, 
courage is when you stand up in spite of the fear and do what has to be done. And that's why we're here. Your testimony has been noted. Who's next? Forget not, I've seen into all of your hearts, and I know that, Stuart, although I did not quite know how great this task was, obviously I knew that you were associated with Paylor, but what of the others? Why are you in my symptom? Do you know anything about the Falcon? Do you ask, you ask him about it, the Falcon? I really do. I know nothing of your father. How'd you know he was my father, then? Have you been listening? I have seen much that you see. Why are you here? What do you desire? What have you come to ask of me? I need closure. What does that have to do with me? He's just part of the champion team, bro. You seem to know all. I care not for the issues between you and your father. That is your own. You didn't know what of your trespass. Who next will speak? Um... Mr. Kilmont, uh, I'm just doing a job. I just came here because there's uh, some money involved. And uh, that's, that's really all. Business. Yeah, yes, yes, business. Strictly business. The two heads look at each other again. Who next shall speak? I kind of step up. Well, since you already know everything about me, um... I was here to prove myself in search of, what do you call it, vainglory. Uh, yes, that, that is my motivation for he- being here. But along the way I met Kjorg, I was convinced by his mission, I'm here to support him. And then I kind of back up and shut up. Hmm. The heads look at each other, and then they look at Mogert. Mogert looks behind her. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Dwarfling, tell us why you have trespassed upon the sanctum of Kilmont the Unforgiving. I did abandon my family after my mother told me not to, and now that I wasn't ready, and but my, my clan really needed someone to protect them, and I thought that the only way was to become the ancestral guardian of my clan. So I I did what Gertie would do. Going to the gauntlet was the only way. I thought to prove that I could be that. But I uh, I see there are bigger things in the world happening than me needing honor. And I'm here to help Kjorg and to help the city of Dimmerhold and to help my family. And that is why I'm guilty of trespassing. Tell me, dwarf child, what exactly is it that you are hoping I can do for you? A week ago, it probably would have been that I wanted to be the ancestral guardian of my clan. And I still do, but I'm here to fix this problem and make 
good between you and the king and whatever he has done to you. And I'll do whatever it takes to protect Dimmerhold or the world or whoever. And honestly, if you're not on our side, then we have no hope. I would consider your words for a time. And he stands up and turns around and he walks out. And you guys are left alone in there for a minute. Mogert's going to fall back onto the ground and just like sit just in, in disbelief like this is just crazy. Very stressful. We did it, guys. We found Kilmont. <laughs> I'd probably do something similar to Mogert. Just like lay down like, what? just happened was anybody else scared for a minute there uh i mean not that i was <laughs> <laughs> of course of course l- y'all smell a little bit of pee <laughs> <laughs> one of his pelts is just dripping did anyone else yeah. think you he, he was a bit harsh he's very he unforgiving is the unforgiving, he is the unforgiving. <laughs> we may need to we may need to prepare for a fight <laughs> I I'm not fighting that. What? I'm not well, fighting, fighting that. <laughs> and that dude shoved ice stickles in my heart. It wouldn't no. be the first time I fought a dragon. Uh, Kyodric, we we're not here to fight. Well, he just said be prepared. If y'all start fighting that thing, I'm switching teams. I'm shooting at you all. <laughs> <laughs> Fireball uh, coming our way. I'm here to survive. Yeah, I I hopefully it just doesn't come to that. Well, I agree. Is anybody like laying on the ground, like on their back? Me. Okay, give me a perception check. Okay, you die. Uh, you catch hypothermia. <laughs> it was twelve. Uh, okay. So uh, with a twelve, I- I'll say that's enough because you are laying on your back, staring. Yeah. If you hadn't been, probably wouldn't be enough. Thank you, sir. You notice a little bit of something. Seems like it's moving on this, maybe on the ceiling. Kind of lures your gaze. And then you realize that the like whitish clear ceiling with the light shining down through it actually has a, something on it. It's actually got a lot of something on it. It seems to be covered in these small creatures. Oh no. You kind of like squint your eyes and look up. Oh, there's dozens of them. They're baby beholders. Some of them are small, you know, like, like really small, like probably look like they maybe be about a foot or two tall. Some of them look like they're more, you know, four or five feet tall and they they look like lizard bats oh crap they remind you of that woman that you saw in the cave and they are now crawling toward the center of the cave above you guys peace is mm. not good um I just start uh, guys guys little lizards and I start like grabbing my sock <laughs> lizards uh, you can all see them and they're not like flying or screeching or anything or doing anything particularly aggressive seems they're just moving closer to the center of the cavern where you're at well maybe as long as Kilmond is friendly they'll be friendly I don't know about that I draw my hand axes okay. oh you drew you draw it your hand axe. oh no you guys hear the sound of large footsteps and Kilmont comes back around his two heads held up high looking down at you the one on the left is the first one that you talk to. The one on his on the right, from your perspective, is the kinder one. 
trial by combat. As you step in, he, he sits back on his haunches again. He looks down at the five of you. And the one on your right, the kinder one, speaks. First, let me say that I appreciate the honesty with which each of you has spoken. But, regardless of honesty, this is about justice, as are all things. And so, Kilmont has determined his verdicts, and now they will be passed. First, to the dwarf child, Mogart. And uh, the one on the left, Kilmont, as he called him, says, Innocent. Oh, nice. Next, the gnome. <laughs> You're all like, oh, crap. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm sweating. I'm, I'm, I'm sweating. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm too sick for this, Paul. Gosh. <laughs> This is the worst. And I already know me. I'm just... <laughs> Innocent. Oh, thank God. York, we're dead, bro. Sorry. <sighs> <laughs> to the guide, the kinder one says. You are dismissed. Excuse me? Oh, he's sending you home. Oh, he is simply saying that as a businessman, you don't really need to be judged. Oh. Uh, is there a... Is there an exit? Bro just got voted off the island. Is there an exit? <laughs> oh, no, no, no. You should stay where you are. Oh, oh, okay. Champion, you have given us much to consider. Elf boy. For your crimes, you have been found guilty. Oof! Oh! And when he says that, there is this, like... Weird, vibrating cry that comes down from the ceiling out of all of those lizard bats up there, like a chorus of shrieks. However, considering what you have told us, Gilbert, is this half-elven vital to your quest? Hmm. Well... I haven't known him for very long, but since I've known him, he seems to be a pretty good guy. He just has some daddy issues. And That's true. He's become a good friend of mine, and we're, this is the champion team, and we work together for the sole purpose of stopping the Unchained. And what say the rest of you? I. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we need him. <laughs> Spoken like a true Chris. Then for now, your judgment shall be saved, Claren. <laughs> this is Kilmont speaking, the, the head on your left. For this task that you've brought to our attention must be addressed. He's right. The other one says, and he, he kind of turns and looks up at him and then looks down at you all. My time has, it seems, come to an end. Oh, by the way, I, I am the Eldrum. That's me. Ah. We were speaking before. I thought it was Carrie. Hello, Eldrum. We have been in this cavern too long, and we have stretched our power too thin. I'm not sure 
If I, if I can be honest, can I be honest? Can I be honest? He says, looking at Kilmont. Kilmont looks at him like, you should only ever be honest. <laughs> We've gone a little bad. And Kilmont just kind of nods his head. And then you hear like some shrieks and calls from up, up on the ceiling. But if what you say is true, then we will go and I will, I will fade. And as he says that, his like neck starts fusing back together with Kilmont's until there is only one. Goodbye, Eldrum. Shakes his head, his neck. He stands. We must go at once. I will not promise, however, that once we arrive in the halls of Demerald, that I will not exact judgment upon this whelp of a king. Hey, you're the judge. You're my king. You can do whatever you want. (laughs) (laughs) Ain't nobody here stopping you. (laughs) Do not worry, I will be fair. But... He must answer. And he, like, gets down uh, on his, he, like, lowers down on his front legs and lowers a, a wing out for uh, in your all direction and, like, lowers it down like so you guys can climb atop. We tried to drag it! Mogert gets, or starts walking toward his wing and, like, looks at him. Mm-hmm. Kind of like a, a reassurance that we can, and then she starts climbing on his back. You all climb up. This isn't the first dragon I've ridden. He looks over at you as you're like walking up onto his back. Oh, is that so? Yeah, I once defeated Hopenkel. Hopenkel, my brother. I climbed on his back and smashed his head in. <laughs> Somehow, I find that hard to leave. It's a true story. <laughs> you should have heard the podcast. It was good. Kyorik has so many stories. It's hard to believe any of them. <laughs> <laughs> Do the rest of you climb onto his back? Yeah. Yeah. As I'm climbing up, I'm like, my mom's not going to believe this one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going up to the wing and I get on and I'm like, I hate flying. <laughs> Torgan too? Yeah. Yes. Kilmont stands on all fours. He, like, stretches out his wings, and he rears back, and he roars a loud roar. And when he does, all those lizard bats disappear. It's like a wave goes across, but they disappear. Weird. Then he blasts an icy blue blast of energy up toward the frozen ceiling above you guys. And it doesn't melt it, but like when it strikes it, it's like the ice, you've seen like the effect of like ice crystallizing onto something. Well, it, it does that, but in reverse, it goes out and the blast goes all the way through to the sky above. He takes off, no warning, just Ooh. absolutely takes off, up off the ground, flapping his wings, uh, rising higher and higher, and then he tucks his wings in as he like flutters up through this opening into the cold air above. He does a barrel roll. Yeah, he kind of does. He's like spinning through. You guys are holding on tight. I hope. Uh, everybody roll me. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> Do it. Do it. You come through into the clear daylight. It is icy cold. It's freezing cold. You are out and you can see now. I mean, you go probably just in that moment, probably 30, 40 feet up. And you see behind you, the hut is there. There's the opening in the ice where you guys have come up. 
And then you see out the path that you all walked in along the frozen lake from the mountain, but there is someone down there. Oh. And Kilmont, as he reaches the top, he stops and he just hovers where he is. And you see walking across the frozen ice four figures. Uh-oh. What? From where you are, they're kind of hard to make out. But Kilmont flutters down closer and he says, Are these friends of yours? Who is it? Mm, don't think so. I can't see who it is. He flutters down. Can I see him? You can see them. From where you are, none of them immediately stand out to you. But you see four figures walking toward you. One of them seems to be pretty short. You know, probably some sort of, a, like maybe a dwarf. Two of them look to be pretty average height. One has billowing cloaks. She seems female. The other is cloaked, and he's got his cloak pulled heavily around him like he's freezing to death. He looks kind of tall and thin. And then one of them looks really big, like seven feet tall. Oh, no. And you do notice one thing about him, Kjork. He's got no cloak on, nothing to keep him warm. But he does have heavy, thick armor and a flat stone mask covering his face. Oh, no. This guy. Kilmont lands, and he, he like, drops his wings for you all to quickly get off, and he kind of, like, shakes you, like, hop off, hop off as these four figures are walking towards you all. And the female seems to be kind of walking out the front, big tall one in the back. The other two kind of flanked out beside her. And she's just waving, arm up in the air waving. Does any of them look like um, the mayor of Brightport? No, no, no. You, I mean, you you would know him. You'd know his face. You've seen yeah, him. Yeah, I would know him. No, none of them looks like that. But um, I'll tell you what. Let's see. I wave back. As, you're, as, as they're walking forward towards you guys, you all get down in front of Kilmont now? What are you doing? Yeah, yeah. sure. We're just okay. in yeah. front of Kilmont. They're walking towards you. Weapons out or no weapons out? Weapons mm. out. Okay. If she's waving, I'm not going to pull my weapon out. Okay, she's waving. Did Kjorg pull out a weapon? Yes. If Kjorg pulls out a weapon, Mogert would pull out. Well, you got Kjorg. I got the Mesa smiting out. Okay. She's got Turtle Rock out. Okay. I'm waving at them. If Mogert pulls out a weapon, Torgan pulls out a weapon. Claren, weapon to weapon. I got my sword. Okay. Drawn. They're walking forward. This woman, she is in the front, and she says, Hello. 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 Hi. Hi. Now you can see her. She's She has long, dark hair blowing uh, in the wind around her. She is wearing long, dark, black and purple robes. Um, one hand is up waving. The other hand is like... Not, you can't really see it. Maybe it's behind her back, like or on her waist, like you know, just kind of walking. He's grabbing her wand. Also, she she has golden skin and black horns going up out of her hair and back. Oh, that's weird. I didn't know Misk had a cousin. She says, "Hello, I'm sorry. We seem to be lost. We're looking for Kjorg. Why are you looking for Kjorg, the people's champion? <laughs> oh, you know him." Yeah, everyone's heard of the people's champion. What about Margaret Stonefire? You heard of her? <laughs> I can't say that I have, but um, <laughs> yeah. we have business with 
Kjorg. If you have business with Kjorg. Hey, it's about, I don't know, 30-ish feet. Yeah. I've actually decided I don't like the way this lady's talking. I'm going to start <laughs> untying my sock. <laughs> she, she gives like, me hey, bad um, vibes. What kind of business? Oh, by the way, there's, a, there's an enormous white dragon standing by. What kind of business and why are you not admiring the dragon? <laughs> oh, you forgive me. Sir Dragon, I assume Kilmont the Unforgiving. You act like you've seen dragons before. And Kilmont like gets it lets out like a little rumbling, kinda like a growl. To whom am I speaking? You would do well to stop. And there's and when he says stop, his voice is like really loud, almost like a spell is being cast. There's one of them now, you guys can see him a little better now. They're kinda stepping up. The one that's like wrapped all up in a cloak and you can't really see his face or anything, he like stops. There's a short dwarven figure off to the side. He's also wearing a cloak. Uh, he also stops. But the woman, she, she like pauses for just a moment. And then like, it's almost like she's pushing through something. She just takes another step. Mm, no, that's unnecessary. And she pulls from her back a, an orb. It's a black orb. She holds it up. <laughs> People's champion. And she like got the orb in one hand and in her other hand open. We have business. Mogert just looks at Kjorg. Yeah, you've said that. What's the business, lady? Why don't you come over here and we'll show you? Oh. Nope. No, nope. No. Mm-mm. Is it? Is that some kind of challenge? Oh, yes. I'm the people's champion! And I start running that way. Champion team! You run that way? Kjorg. Okay. Kjorg takes off running. Oh, Mogert oh, runs. She doesn't know what to do. Okay. Uh, what's everybody else do? Quickly tell me. Mogul's you hear Chris under his breath. Oh my gosh, not again. And I just start <laughs> reaching for stones. Yeah. I'm going to look at Torgan and be like, looks like we've got a fight. Prepare for everything. Torgan hides behind Kilmont. <laughs> <laughs> Kilmont, Kilmont roars and then takes a deep breath. And then when he does, a blast of purple lightning comes out from that woman's orb and he is frozen in place. Oh. Wow. <gasps> he seems to be like struggling, like to get free of it, but he is momentarily frozen in place. And she like levitates up off the ground, Ooh. probably 15, 20 feet into the air. Uh, the dwarven figure uh, draws from his side or from his back a large weapon. It looks like some sort of wicked looking mace. Uh, and he holds something in his other hand. You can't see what that is. Uh, the human, as you guys are running forward, the human, you hear you hear like a curse coming out from under his breath. He throws off this cloak that he's wearing. He grabs a bow from his back, and it's the falcon. Huh? Oh wow! The big tall figure just keeps walking slowly forward. Wait, hold on! Wake the freaking up, dude! <laughs> I can't just do that in passing. It's the falcon. Um, Mogert is running after Kjorg. If he's running, she's gonna rage. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, that's where we're going to end this episode. No! Uh, no! Bruh. Paul. You just got a people to hit and you just stopped the episode. If this was the second episode of the night, I would be so <laughs> uh, yeah. mad at you right now. That's true. true. We'd go a little longer if it was. What? But we need to stop. That is. This one. Okay. Um, oh my gosh. That, so that's, That escalated oh. quickly. So that's I where we're going to end it. Thanks, folks. Let's go. Bye. We're go. going to do Thank a quick outro. She just froze a Dracon Kelly. <laughs> Are we just going to ignore it? <laughs> we we love you guys. Up. Thanks we for listening. We See love you. Week. Bye. 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 Wow. <laughs> Goodbye.
the ancient dwarven figure transformed before their very eyes into a great white dragon. Sitting... <laughs> you didn't have any gates outside. I didn't know he was trespassing. Oh, that's a stupid thing to say. That... If you will not awaken to heart and duty, dwarfling, your slothfulness will bring about a hedge of thorns. You just a house cat, boy. Can I speak? <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, Kjord. You are still young, only a boy who wishes to be Burn. You're just a baby. Yeah, that's about right. Anybody do anything? I mean, I can't. I, I'm, I, it's fine. I'm, I'm I can't just, really I'm look at him and call him a coward like I want to, but it's fine. <laughs> you can't. Don't do that. I please, wouldn't do that. Please don't do that. Oh, Hiding away. Uh, uh, this man is brutal. He is. He is. Just, just hang tight. I really he hope just... he's brutal to cure too. <laughs> Paul, how much did you enjoy? How, how much did you enjoy these roast sessions while you were writing them for? Characters? I'm not gonna lie. I enjoyed it a little bit. Half. <laughs> Orc, orphan, where should I begin? Joe Mama. <laughs> Champion you claim to be, but whom have you bested? <laughs> Even your greatest <laughs> victory was half won. Listen, 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 shut up, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> Even your greatest victory was half won. For that snake still had the spirit to impose his blood upon the altar. Kjork stands up and says, Champion team, huddle up. I didn't While know what you I thought he was about to say something to Killmont. I'm like, oh, no. I was about to tackle him. No. Kjork's going to be like, by the way, Killmont, and then Mogert just tackles him out of the, out of the sink. Kjork stands up and pulls his pants down and moons him. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid. No. Okay. Do you know anything about the Falcon? Are you serious? <laughs> Do you know about um, the my Muffin dad? Man? Mm-hmm. You know Ash's location? Is he still alive? Do you and how know do I be the there? Muffin? Fucking say Shazam. <clears throat> Nothing happens. Dang. Actually, no, I'm, I'm just kidding. He kills you. Shazam. Have trespassed upon the sanctum of Kilmont being forgiving. She just wants some spaghetti. Spaghetti. 